Welcome to the Joy Coach Podcast. I'm your host, Megan Ladd, and I'm here to help you release the stress, worry, and overwhelm that's weighing you down at work and in your personal life. Each week, I'll be sharing new episodes with practical guidance, fresh perspectives, and easy to follow strategies. It's time for you to clear your mind, have more fun, and reconnect to the joy that's been inside of you all along. Let's dive in with today's episode. Welcome back to the show. Today, we're talking about one of the best feelings you can humanly experience, and it's one that gets overlooked a lot, and that is the feeling of being genuinely proud of yourself. It's similar to feeling accomplished, but in my experience, it goes so much deeper. It's this feeling that kind of radiates from within you, and it feels warm and encouraging, and it's honestly hard not to smile and just feel really good about yourself when you tap into genuine self-pride. It's kind of like that feeling you get as a kid when you're like, I did it. You know, the first time you tie your shoes on your own or the first time that you finally ride your bike without training wheels. Like kids are great at being proud of themselves, but feeling and expressing this as adults isn't often modeled in our culture. It's certainly not voiced or shared outwardly like, I'm so proud of myself. Or if someone says, I'm really proud of you, which is more common and a great message to receive. How often do we hear people respond back with like, yeah, thanks, me too. I'm also proud of myself, right? Like, see what I mean? It's just not the norm. It's not a practice for most people. But the people I know who do make this a practice, even saying or feeling internally like, wow, I'm really proud of myself, those people get a huge boost in their self-confidence and their satisfaction. Feeling proud of yourself up levels your self-perception, but it's also really helpful when it comes to detaching your worth and your identity from your results, from your accomplishments, and even from what you do for a living. Feeling proud of yourself on a regular basis, it just kind of changes the way you see yourself in the world. It changes the way you walk through the world. And when you do that, different doors open for you, different opportunities present themselves Even different dreams feel more realistic to you. Big dreams that might have felt out of reach. When you have that added confidence in yourself, you might choose to pursue them. And in this sense, you know, learning to be proud of yourself can actually change the whole trajectory of your career. Therefore, it can change the whole trajectory of your life. And this is why it deserves its own full episode of the podcast. When I work on feeling proud with clients, you know, we focus on generating that feeling while they're working towards their goals. We kind of make it a habit, make it something that just becomes second nature. And from there, it only fuels their success even more. You know, I work with a lot of people who have already created some level of success. It's just not sustainable or happening in a way that feels really good. And turns out that feeling good when you work towards something is actually like pouring rocket fuel on your momentum. It is awesome. So today we're going to talk about how to feel proud of yourself and some practical tips you can take to make it more of a habit in your life too. We'll talk about how most high achievers operate, the reasons why that actually, you know, holds you back at the end of the day, and then an alternative approach that I kind of break down into four simple steps. I'll even give you an example of what this kind of looks and feels like in action on a daily basis. And paint that vision, you know, so you can just get a sense of what you have to look forward to. Use that as some added motivation. Okay, so first, let's talk about how most high achievers operate. 
And I tend to think of high achievers as people who are ambitious, people who have a strong desire to achieve their goals. You know, there's so much they want to create in their careers and in their lifetimes. And they're just really motivated to do those things. Now, what often comes alongside that drive to succeed is a way of moving towards goals that delays satisfaction. It's that heads down, eyes on the prize, grind my way to the finish line kind of mentality. And listen, high achievers know how to work hard. In fact, it's one of their strengths. And having that kind of tunnel vision and not being afraid to put in the work is really amazing. Tenacity and a strong work ethic are awesome. It's not like we're trying to throw out those qualities. It's just that the challenge comes when self-induced pressure that a lot of high achievers put on themselves to perform exceedingly well, when that comes into the picture, it's easy to make your results mean something about you and feel like you're not living up to your own very high expectations. And the challenge with this is that it becomes a very slippery slope where us high achievers, and I'm just going to say we and us here because this is me, I'm guessing it's you too. You know, the challenge occurs when we attach our own inherent worth and value to our performance, to our achievements and our output and our external results. When this happens, it's honestly like being on an emotional roller coaster. You feel great when things are going well, you feel like crap when they aren't. And then if you start to judge yourself on top of that, that just makes it so much harder. It's like putting on a backpack full of bricks on an already taxing hike that is maxing your body and your muscles out to the fullest. Why do we do this? Well, listen, our brains think that by adding this pressure into the equation, our brains actually think that they're helping us. Like this will help us feel motivated to make a change. If we feel crappy, If we have that heavy backpack on, we'll want to finish the hike faster. We'll want to get going. It'll put a fire under us to kick into gear and start performing better. Now, here's the catch. This kind of works. I'm sure you know the feeling I'm talking about, like the pressure you feel with the deadline approaching. Like it does kind of fire you up. But at what cost? That's what I want you to think about. It's at the cost of staying calm, cool, collected, And it's at the cost of actually doing your best work from a neutral, non-reactive headspace. So think about the times where you're rushing. Those are the moments where you stub your toe, where you forget things, where you snap at a loved one or make a typo, send an email to the wrong person, or maybe you even, you know, get in a fender bender. We are simply not our best selves when we are rushed. And honestly, how could we be? Like we're super distracted, we're worked up. We're just not able to take in all the information in front of us when there's so much going on internally. You can also think about, you know, the energy you want in professionals when important, potentially even life-threatening situations arise. Like you want the calm, focused doctor or surgeon, and you want a really grounded and alert firefighter who just knows what steps to go through. It's like as humans, we think most clearly in these states and you are no different. So I want you to just consider that even if you're used to feeling this pressure alongside your performance and alongside working towards your goals, even if you're used to kind of beating yourself up for mistakes for falling behind or not meeting your own kind of standards or expectations, I want you to consider that you have actually been doing things the hard way and there's a whole different reality that's available to you. 
That's a lot of what this podcast is honestly about. I want you to open up to and experience what it's like to work towards the things that you deeply care about in a more joyful way, in a more life-giving way. You know what really helps with that? Da 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 is practicing feeling proud of yourself. Okay, so this brings us to the meat of today's episode. Let's talk about what that actually looks like kind of on a practical day-to-day basis. Like it sounds great being proud of yourself, but like how do you actually do that? So I have a four-step process that will make it as seamless as possible. I've done this in my own life. I've done it with many clients. And step one, just putting it out there, laying the groundwork. Step one is just even deciding that this matters to you and that you even care enough to practice. Like that's important, right? Before we start anything, just getting your brain on board and being like, yeah, honestly, everything we've talked about so far has been compelling enough for me to at least give it a try. That's what I would suggest here. And hey, if you hate it, which you won't. But if you did, you can totally go back to doing things the way that you have been up until now. I love to run these sort of experiments with clients because our brains can kind of relax around them. And it's like when you think of it as like, oh, it's just an experiment. It's not permanent. I can decide how I feel. I can see if I like it or not at the end. Like that's easy to get your brain on board with. Versus like, hey, we're going to abandon ship and do things totally different than we have in the past. It's like, no, just an experiment. There's a lightness to it. There's an ease to it. It's flexible. So that's what I would recommend. Step one, view this as an experiment. Do it for at least 30 days and just make that initial commitment to yourself. And then at the end of the 30 days, you can see how you feel. And if you're up for the challenge and it's going well and it's getting easier and you just really enjoy ending the day in this way, then you can commit to another 30 days. Step number two is making it a daily practice to actually list out what you are proud of yourself for doing that day. And I recommend coming up with at least three things, like not just things that you've done or created externally, although you can certainly list those two, but also look for ways that you showed up. Celebrate how you are being in the world, like how you went about a conversation or the fact that you used excellent self-restraint and somehow managed not to look at your phone for the first hour of your morning, drinking enough water, right? Getting outside and feeling the sun on your face in the middle of the workday when you've spent the past month chained to your desk. Like you can get really small with these. No accomplishment is too tiny to celebrate. And what I recommend here is finding a way to weave this practice into your day-to-day so that it feels as doable and as natural as possible. So pick a time when you can set aside like five minutes for yourself, you know, write down these three things. Maybe it's after dinner, maybe it's before bed. Something that's worked well for myself and my clients is just keeping a journal next to your bed, journal and a pen, and then just ending the day in this way. It's honestly such a nice note to end on before sleeping, like taking your mind to that place is such a beautiful state to just enter into before you sleep. I could do a whole other episode on this and maybe I will. But basically, where you take your mind before bed is really crucial. It really makes a difference in terms of how you wake up feeling, what happens in your dream state. So if that resonates with you, if you want to do it before bed, do it then. If there's another time that works better at the end of your workday, before or after dinner, just pick something, pick a time of day that seamlessly fits into your life. 
And then as you write these things out, I would literally write out each day, I'm proud of myself for dot, 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 and then list the three things. We want to get your brain in the habit of having that thought, that sentence starter. I'm proud of myself for. And what will make this new habit stick even more is doing step number three, the next step, which is taking a moment after you write down these three things to actually practice the feeling of pride. Pick one thing that you wrote down that's the easiest for you to feel genuinely proud about and just notice what that feels like. Practice sitting with that feeling. It doesn't have to take long, you know, start with 30 seconds. You can set a timer on your phone if you need to, but just start to get familiar with what it's like to feel proud. If needed, you can ask yourself something like, why am I proud of myself for doing this to just stir up more of those feelings and thoughts? Why am I proud of myself? Okay, I'm proud of myself for doing this. Why? When in doubt, if nothing is coming to you, you can even turn to, you know, I'm proud of myself for doing this exercise, even though it feels really awkward, or even though I can't come up with anything today, like meet yourself where you are. And it's okay if it feels like you're kind of faking the funk at first, that's really normal. Like anything, it becomes more natural with practice, which actually brings us to step number four, which is our last core step. And that is sticking with the process, even when it feels hard. So even when you have a thought like, I don't have anything to write down today, or you feel like the day was a total bust, you know, sometimes these are the best days to practice. It's like your hardest workout of the week. Do not skip it. It's important too. And I just want you to plan for these days in advance and decide ahead of time that if and when they happen, you are going to try anyways. All that's happening is you're in step number four, where it's time to double down and really take your brain to the gym and train it to find something, train it to find anything that you can celebrate yourself for that day. Basically, what you're doing is you're working your brain out in the equal and opposite direction of looking for shortcomings or ways that you're not doing enough. You're building new neural pathways, and it's really normal for it to feel clunky and weird and hard at first. And just know that and embrace it as part of the process. So step number four is really just allowing any resistance you feel and letting it be hard, especially at first. Now here's the bonus step. You get bonus points if you share something you wrote with someone that you trust. So if you have a partner, you can tell them you're doing this process, this experiment, and you can share something, you know, out loud with them each night after you've written things down. You can even both do the whole thing together if they're on board and share what you each come up with. Or if you have a friend that you feel comfortable sharing with, you can also let them in on your experiment. You can invite them to join you if they want. And you can text them something each morning as a sort of accountability partner. You can celebrate together. Or you can just send them yours and they can celebrate you too. You know, maybe they just like your message each morning. It doesn't have to be a big thing. It's just you getting in the habit of acknowledging yourself and then voicing it. You don't have to do this bonus step, but it does pour some extra fuel on the process and help you solidify the habit even faster. The most important part though, is just making your brain come up with three things each day. And here's what will happen over time. This is where I kind of paint the vision for you so that you have something to look forward to and hold on to when it does feel clunky and hard. And here's what will happen. You will just, again, move through the world differently with an added sense of confidence and satisfaction in the work that you're doing and who you are being. Again, I've gone through this process myself. 
as has my husband, as have many of my clients. And it really does become the norm to think, wow, I'm so proud of myself. And then when someone else says, wow, I'm so proud of you, you really take it in more deeply and experience that feeling of pride on such a different level. Like it hits different and the entire process of achieving your goals feels different. You're getting to experience wins on a daily basis. And, you know, as you've heard me say before, we spend most of our lives in between our greatest accomplishments. So why would we ever reserve feeling good for just a few brief moments? You deserve so much more than that. Like you get to feel good along the way. And when you feel proud, when you really tap into this kind of pleasant, motivating, warming sensation, it balances out the natural challenges of working towards any big goal. So if you want to feel confident and like you have momentum, like you have plenty of juice along the way, you know, no burnout on the horizon, this is what I recommend. And this is what you have to look forward to, feeling like nothing can stop you. You're just full of motivation. You're filling your tank up every single day. It can be as simple as getting started with those four steps. So to recap, we have step number one, commit to doing this as an experiment, starting with 30 days. Step number two, write down three things each day that you're proud of yourself for. Step number three, practice sinking into the feeling itself. Step number four, embrace any awkwardness, double down in those moments where it feels hard. And then the bonus step, which is sharing with someone you trust. All right, there you have it. Practice these four steps and you will start feeling naturally and easily proud of yourself in no time. That brings us to the end of today's episode. And yes, I am proud of you for taking the time to listen and learn something new. So corny, but I had to. Okay. Tune in next week for more practical guidance just like this. I am going to help you achieve your biggest goals in the most enjoyable way possible. This is what we are here for. This is what we are all about. And I will talk to you then. Thanks for listening to the Joy Coach Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, it would mean so much if you could leave me a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Be sure to hit follow so you're notified when new episodes drop. And if you have friends who would love this podcast, please share it with them as well. Last but not least, if you have a question you'd like to ask, or if you'd like to come on the show for live coaching with me, simply head to megan-lad.com slash podcast to submit your request. All right, that's all for today. I'll see you next week.